are listening to Two Grown-Ups and a Mouse, episode number two, with AJ and Andrew. Today we're talking about Coronado Springs Resort, Tiffin's Restaurant, and Food and Wine Festival 2018 at Epcot. Everything Disney in and out of the house. Hi there, I'm AJ. I'm Andrew. And you are listening to Two Grown-Ups and a Mouse. You can find us on your favorite podcast, which you already did. Yeah. You're listening to us, so. Somehow you found us. It didn't happen through osmosis. No, no. I don't think. But definitely, if you haven't, you should subscribe. Yes, please. Uh, You can find us on social media, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And it's it's a very difficult name to remember. It's Two Grown-Ups and a Mouse. Along with the website. Website. Two grownups and a mouse. Dot com. Yeah. So hopefully you can remember that. You found the podcast called Two Grownups and a Mouse. So you can find us on social media. You can subscribe. You can do all kinds of fun stuff. If you didn't listen to episode number one, we are a family-friendly podcast for adults who love Disney. And that's everything Disney from inside the parks to back home. Right? Yep. Cruises. Oh, I love cruises. You love Disney cruises. Yes. I, yeah. Not, yeah. Not other cruises. No. That shall not be named. Correct. Only Disney. Correct. I was going to say, it's funny that I, of all people, am saying, I love cruises because, yeah, that wasn't the case the whole time. Yeah. But Disney can do that to you. You didn't want to go on a cruise ever again. No, not after the non-Disney cruise, no. See? And now you can't stop. You have a sickness. That's besides the point. There's a 12-step program for that. I'm AJ. I'm a Disney cruise addict. No, you're Andrew. I'm saying what you would be saying at, at the program. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. Why don't we start with Coronado Springs Resort? Okay. That's one of my favorites. It is my favorite as well. That's No, I said it was one of my favorites. Well, I would say at the moment it's my favorite overall. I don't like picking favorites. Well. But, no, I mean, I do. I, I don't like picking, you know, like one favorite. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty high up there. Yeah. In fact, when we were there not too long ago, a few months back, we went. We checked in, but we hadn't gone to our room yet. And then my phone rang. And it was Coronado calling to say, would you like to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge? Mm-hmm. And we said... Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Yep. Animal Kingdom Lodge is beautiful. If you it haven't is. stayed there, you should stay there. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. You can see the animals. Even if you don't get a savannah view, you can you can go out into areas and still see mm-hmm. the animals from within the resort. Uh, just for us, Coronado's pretty convenient. Yeah, it's close to everything. I mean, the bet downside to Animal Kingdom is, A, you have to park a long way away, and it's Florida, and rainy season and it kind of sucks sometimes you might get caught out and you have to walk a long way to your room yeah if you're unlucky so it could be it's a beautiful resort so it's not a horrible walk but you end up you can do a lot of walking before you end up having to do a lot of walking right and the travel distance from animal kingdom lodge to versus most of the other resorts it's a little bit further yeah and it's not the traffic isn't too bad yet. 
Um, who knows? Maybe one day it will be, but it's not horrible. But it's going to be the furthest away from Magic Kingdom and Epcot. If you're staying, if you're going to go to Animal Kingdom, it's a great resort to stay at. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, right it's next a great door. <laughs> it's a great restore, resort to stay at anyway. But it's just we like the convenience of staying at Coronado. Yep. So why do we like the convenience of staying at Coronado? Well, uh, as adults, yeah. it's. I think, and I think you've noticed it as well, is that there's not very many kids around, which yeah. tends to make things much quieter than staying at, like, All-Stars right outside a pool or something. Right. If you aren't already, already aware, Coronado is a convention resort. So when they do have conventions in the Disney area, people tend to book Coronado for their event. A few years ago, we went to a car event. Yep. That was there in the parking lot. And uh, because they do have the convention center in the resort, so they can have those types of activities yeah, right so there. It's actually, I think it's, well, I think the convention center in, in uh, contemporary is bigger, but it's going to be close. Uh, but the, it's something, some crazy square footage. I mean, it's uh, that whole one side of the main building is convention center, so. At Coronado. At Coronado. Right. So that's why he was saying there are a lot less kids at Coronado because it's a convention center. But I don't know if that's the only reason. I, I'm i on Facebook. I use it for Disney. You know, that's I don't really post too much personal stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, once in a while you'll see something. But for the most part, I use it for Disney. I'm in a few Disney groups. Sure. Especially purses. But that's... A discussion for another day. Mm -hmm. So uh, you see conversations from people talking about the resorts and which ones they prefer and whatever and whatnot. Uh, Coronado is not the most easy to navigate, especially if you don't have your own transportation. If you're relying on Disney transportation, then when you stay at Coronado, you could definitely walk around the lake to get from your room to the main building right but some people don't want to do a lot of walking after walking in the parks all day so they do have the buses that are relatively close to each of the main buildings they're about three bus stops i want to say three or four yeah right i don't want to i don't want to misspeak so i'm just I admit, there's a few of them around right i'll admit that that's just a guess but there's about three or four bus stops around the resort so you can go to a bus stop and you can take that bus stop and go to the front of the of the resort if you want to go eat but that's one of the reasons i think that people with kids don't want to stay there well i think that's one of it i think that there's also there's not as many pools it's not as you know in a in a value resort almost every block of buildings has a pool plus the main pool at uh at coronado i don't think I think there's only a couple pools in the whole resort. Right. And then, so you, you start mixing it all together and it becomes less and less attractive compared to other resorts. So. I, I remember a few years ago when we were waiting for the bus and there were the kids around and the mom and the dad are, you know, what do you want to do tomorrow? Do you want to go to Magic Kingdom? Do you want to go to Epcot? Do you want to go to Hollywood Studios? And they said, we want to go to the pool. Yeah, just what you want to hear when you spent hundreds thousands of dollars to uh go to disney right let's go to the pool they want to go to the pool so yeah the pools the pools at disney are great and they usually you know not usually they are themed yep for the resort so the coronado's theme per you can kind of 
hear it in the name. It's kind of that Mexican Aztec-y. Yeah, I think, they, I think they officially call it Spanish Mexican, which is kind of interesting. But that's what it's. That's what they call it. Well, and they, I mean, they call it the Aztec ruins. I think in the in the dig site. Right. And then obviously the the restaurants and the all the theming in it is mostly it, it Mexican. Looks, it looks Mayan, Aztec. Yeah. You know, it has that that look to it. When you first walk in to the lobby area to the right, you can check in or do the concierge if you need to check in mm-hmm. with them. To the left, there's the shop. Yep. Which we basically go in, we check in, and then we go to the shop. But they have. Their dining is it, basically in that area. They have the Pepper Market Quick Service, the Maya Grill, which is the table service, right. and Cafe Rick's, the quick service, where they also have the ice cream and pastries and quick yeah, it's breakfast. A, it's a quick place to go in and get, get a quick right. snack that's not prepackaged like you would get in the in the store. Right. So it's, it's uh, you know, grabbing piece of cake or a little bowl of fruit or uh you know like a breakfast uh item in the morning right. or, you know grab a soda grab a I'm trying to think what else they had gelato they have a few few grab and go kind of things yeah no they have a little counter over there but it's right. pretty nice and they have rick's lounge which has undergone a few changes it's at least the third iteration i want to say give or take at least that we've since we've been going, th- yeah. you know, there there could be many more that we're not even aware of or previous names. But in the 15 years we've been together, when we started heading over to Coronado, we found Rick's Lounge and we enjoyed it. Yep. Now they have a new menu. I feel like they... That's a typical the, bar food kind of menu. Yeah, Wings, nachos, uh, mini burgers, I think. I don't... Do they still have that with their new menu? I think so. I think that's what is on the new menu. Right. But it's a, it's a very limited menu, right. but it's still enjoyable. It's, it's bar food. Right. But they have specialty drinks. You know, their specialty right. drinks are because it's on Disney property, but it is not a Disney lounge. Correct. It's not. It's it's owned and operated by somebody else. Right. So, so they, they're not going to have the same exact menu or drink options that you might have at one of the other Disney bars or lounges right but i think we might have even found that when we had gone to disney we were on the meal plan and i was talking to the cast member who made the reservation for us asking for recommendations on quick service Mm -hmm. and he had recommended pepper market right because now you know in 2018 most of the quick service are like this where you have different areas you can go to and get different items but at the time not all of them were really set up that way. Well, they well uh, right. There was and there was less. Almost all the quick service now is is almost at least at the hotels at the at the parks. It's a little different, but at the hotels, it's almost always cooked to order for for most of the foods. Which back then it wasn't. So I mean, back then if you ordered a burger, it might have been cooked thirty minutes ago and it's just been sitting under a heat lamp. Right. The the pepper market at Coronado though was all cooked to order and it was all. It was all that moderate-priced foods that you would expect. So you could go in there and get a, a steak and potatoes, and it was cooked exactly how you wanted. You know, reasonably fresh potatoes and, and vegetables. And so you could get a 20 or $30 plated meal for 
a quick service against your meal plan. So it was a it was a, it was a, the place to go to for to use up your quick services, right? As opposed to going to you know the the restaurant in, at Pop Century where you know you might have only gotten a ten dollar plate of food. So you could you could really maximize your dollars, right? And that was why the the cast member had recommended that to us. I'm, I believe that's probably how we came upon Rick's Lounge. Because we went there, and, and Pepper Market is right across from Rick's, Rick's Lounge. It's right there. So we had seen it, and we said, oh, either that or we were staying there. And we said, well, we, wanna, we don't want to go to bed yet. Let's go kill an hour or two. I don't remember what it it might have been that. I, I just don't remember. We might have also just popped in because we were hungry and it was late. And we didn't want to go to, like, McDonald's or something. And it, we said, oh, well, let's see. They might have a menu. And then, because back then, back then they actually did have, that's where we first had the, the truffle fried mac and cheese, mm-hmm. which were probably really, really bad for you, but they tasted really good. Um, that might have been why we, we might have even found it that way. Maybe. That we were looking at the menu like, oh, this sounds really good. Let's go try it out. And, and then they also had uh, some chicken wings. I mean, it was always bar food, but it was it was a little different than what they had today. But I remember the mac and cheese. That was really good stuff. And then and then they had weird drink specials. Like they had a, a, a margarita flight. That was the one that had a jalapeno margarita. Yeah, I didn't like that. That was almost undrinkable. Pretty much. Except when we talked to the bartender, they were telling us how it was such a favorite. I just can't imagine anybody drinking that. Yeah, so hot and alcohol, but yeah, not so very spicy. What's what's that hot alcohol? The like the cinnamon shots. Fireball. Yeah, those are good though. They're sweet. Well, they weren't. I mean, I mean, it was literally a jalapeno margarita, so it was. Very spicy. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I did not enjoy not, that. Not good. It was not good. But I, my point is, I like spicy. You know, I could drink a right. fireball. That's not gonna gonna bother me. But the jalapeno, I was like, eh, I'm not really crazy about it. But oh no, I, yeah, that was. I couldn't drink it. Right. And I'll eat. You know, I mean, hot wings kind of don't phase me. Right. Yeah. No, I like. I miss the pomegranate pop martini. That right. was like a pomegranate martini with pop rocks on the outside i don't believe they have that anymore no i don't think so and they don't don't have anything on their menu to necessitate keeping the pop rocks handy so right that was very sweet and then so i mean the last time we were there they they still didn't have food yet but they did have they had some more florida microbrew beers they also had some uh custom drinks that they've been making themselves of different you know mixing different uh whiskeys and this and that and the other thing and i think you tried one which you didn't like which i kind of figured but it actually didn't taste bad so, since you yeah. gave it to me no he 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 gave us a sample oh that's right because he was he was doing because so, it was he, getting close to closing time yeah, so he, he, was he kinda, made it for somebody else and yeah. he had a little left over so he gave us the sample Right. Which is very nice of him to, you know, because he knew that we had been looking at their new drink menu of what was going to be coming. So when he saw us sitting there and we had talked to him already, so he gave us a little bit. And it was, I was happy we didn't pay for it because I didn't care for it. Yeah. But it's it was, okay. It was a drink. To each his own. But either way, we really like Coronado. And they redid the rooms rec- recently. Yeah. 
I'm not well, sure if... Over the last year or so, they've been redoing the rooms. Right. And so we've stayed in the newly renovated rooms. And I think that they're renovating a lot of the resorts, it seems, that they're trying to get rid of the carpeting because of the allergens and people's allergies and... Uh, potentially, and, probably. I mean, it would it makes sense that a tile floor is going to be a lot easier to maintain than a carpet floor. Right. So they've been redoing the rooms along with expanding. Right. And the expansion is going to come about in the next year or two. Yeah, I... I what did I read? It's a, the the new main building is going to be fifteen floors, and it's going to be I don't remember how many rooms, but it's it's a lot. Well, They're going to put a lounge on the roof, and if you ever get a chance to check out Coronado Springs, you can actually see the construction going on right, right. now because it is right at the front. Whether you pull into the parking lot or not, you, it's easily visible because right. it's they're building tall, not building yeah. out. Yeah, it's going to be a a main. Uh, 15 stories right off the main building. I imagine that'll help quite a bit with the, their conference people right. that are checking in. Uh, from what I read, I don't know if it's true or not yet, but the, there's going to be a, a lounge or a restaurant at the roof so you can also see the fireworks at Hollywood Studios or MGM. Uh, I'm very proud of you. You could probably see it's always MGM. Uh, Except you, it's I, not, but I, go on. Technically, you could probably see the fireworks at Epcot, but it's not going to make any sense because it'll be a long ways away. But Hollywood Studios and Coronado are actually very close to each other. Right. So, so needless to say, if you're looking for a resort that's very uh, adult-friendly, but also kid-friendly, if you have kids, nothing wrong with staying there. You can. No, it's it's definitely it's it's a, any it's just like any other Disney resort. There's nothing. There's nothing kid unfriendly about it it's just right. you know if they want to hang out at the pool you're going to have to walk to the pool you know the main pool which is kind of right. in the middle to, to get to the pool a little bit farther to get to the main right. dining area a little bit farther but sure. it's not it's a nice uh, quieter resort as you already spoke about the valley right. resorts do tend to be kid heavy i mean when they have the cheerleading competitions or school trips or school functions whatever well, some they, of those are good. Some of them are bad because it just depends. Like the cheerleading things, they would, I think it was happening at offset from the times that we cared about anyway. So we never, we hard, it hardly ever noticed it. But then but, like sometimes you'll get like a band thing or something and then it's like just crazy noise. Yeah. And then since we go so much, they, they, they upgrade us to, you know, from like a parking lot to a pool view all the time. And it's like, no, nah, we don't want that. Yeah, we don't need the pool view. We have a pool in our backyard. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if we live in South Florida, so we have a pool. We don't need to go to Disney to go to the pool. That's right. So. But it's, uh, but yeah, pool, pools, pools in the, in the Valley Resorts, they get, they're noisy depending on the time of year. But, you know, in the, in the summer. They are heated. Well, they are heated, but, you know, not that what's, many people are crazy. What's cold but, for us? Is <laughs> well, it that too. It isn't cold for other people, you know, when it's like in the 60s and we're like, yeah, it's kind of chilly outside. And these people, you know, they're coming from 30, 40 degree weather. They're like, this is awesome. It's in the 60s. Oh, well, sure. But, you know, in the middle of the summer, I mean, people are in the pool starting at like 8 o'clock in the morning and they go till midnight. And right. it's so just nonstop. Closes. And it's just noise and noise and noise, which is fine, but we don't want to listen to it. So, so we end up having to go, ah, no, thank you. We'll, we'll take that parking lot view. Exactly. Put us on the corner away from everybody. Right. So that's enough about Coronado. Well, we, for now. I think we covered enough. We can talk about the, the rest of the restaurants at another time. Right. 
We'll do a, we'll do a show all on restaurants. Just be a restaurant themed show. But speaking of restaurants, we are going to talk about a restaurant. Yeah. We're going to talk about Tiffins. Tiffins at yeah. Animal Kingdom. Yes. It is on Discovery Island. And if you go on the Disney website, if you want to actually look at the menu, you will see that it has three dollar signs indicating that it is one of their m- more expensive. Well, three three dollar signs is the top. So, so it's the same as Victorian Alberts. Well, it isn't, but even Victorian Alberts gets three dollar signs. But right, it's it's it's, a, funny. it's at the low end of the top end. How about that? Exactly. Well, it says thirty five dollars to fifty nine ninety nine. Right, which is which is about the that's about the price of a course, is at, at Tiffins. So you know the I think the I think the that might be what the number is, but what they base the number on on their main courses, like a main um, course costs thirty five dollars to fifty nine ninety nine. Maybe because some people are going to go in and just get an appetizer. Sure. Or the bread a service pot is of very. Coffee. Yeah, we'll talk about coffee when we get to dessert. But let's yeah. start with the bread service. Yeah. That is very popular, and now it comes with a tomato chutney, a smoked eggplant dip, and an apricot t- chutney. Mm-hmm. I thought when we went there a few months back, it's probably longer ago than I realized, but I thought that there was like a hummus. I thought so too. There was a, I thought there was, well, like, I, I thought there was almost two hummuses I, and then the, one of the apricot things. I know they changed the menu though, because, you know, before we had the show today, I went looking on the website right. just to refresh my memory over our experience. And I, I don't want to say I was going through a phase because I still enjoy them very much, but I really like my my uh, scallops mm-hmm. and they had scallops there so yep. we're like oh they have scallops we're gonna go to tiffin's and try it because they have sure. scallops they're not on the menu anymore Wah-wah. so i do know they didn't change the menu so i wouldn't be surprised if the bread service that we had is a little bit different than what they're serving there now i'm sure it is but, but it's it's obviously my, it's the the bread service is, is different than the usual here's a basket of bread and some butter right kind of thing and so if you if you like if you like bread service, I hear Jico at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is all, you know, flavors of Africa right. at, at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You know, that the theming is Africa. Mm-hmm. So if you enjoy bread service and you don't feel like going into Animal Kingdom, you know, because you do have to have tickets into Animal Kingdom in order to go to Tiffin's. Right. You could go to Jico sure. or Boma or, you know, one of the other restaurants at the lodge. Right. And you could try similar there. Sure. Well, but, I think so. Well. Yeah, people really, they really tend to like the uh, the bread service. I I think we had like a flatbread as well, we one, had, one of the bread, like a flatbread, a pita. It came with like three different breads. I, I should say breads in quotes because it's not, most of them weren't breads in the in a traditional sense. They were, they were very much a, an African style because it was... A pita-like style. They were they were all thinner, hard breads, or you know, not a not a airy, doughy kind of bread. So, and then the the three the sauces that came with it, or not, uh, you can't even call them sauces, but the they were dips. The dips were were all they were all very good. I thought it was, yeah. and dessert was good. I don't even I don't remember what I had. I don't think I, I might not have had anything actually. No, I think we got the the chocolate and shared it. They, now they have the South American chocolate ganache, mm. and we did get pressed pot coffee. Yeah, the the dark roast Sumatra was the one we got, and I it's still it's probably still the best cup of coffee we've had in a long, long time because it didn't taste at all. 
stale or I mean it tasted very fresh and it, t- it tasted like coffee should taste which is very rare so most of the restaurants that I, I don't mind Joffrey's coffee coffee I don't mind Starbucks coffee which you can also find throughout the parks but Kona Cafe at Polynesian mm-hmm. has pressed pot coffee their coffee right. is also enjoyable yeah but it's a it's a Hawaiian blend instead of right instead I mean, of Sumatran I, you know I don't I don't like coffee unless it's, you know, looks like it's been burned four or five times and won't f- go through a paper filter anymore, so it's so thick. So, But I'm I'm a little different in that regards. Right. I know you, you don't care because you just, you know, you put four gallons of milk and two pounds of sugar, so. I, no, I do care. That's why I prefer the espressos and the darker roasts because then I can, when I do add a little bit of creamer and sweetener, it's still has flavor instead of being right so hot bean water hot hot milk flavored bean water yeah. i guess it's still <laughs> very is, sweet it still is hot bean water but you know at least if i start with a darker roast then it mm-hmm. you still taste the coffee yep so no that was that was a good cup of coffee it was really enjoyable when we when we went to tiffin's and i yeah. i wouldn't mind going back there even though they don't have the scallops anymore but didn't you read something about now they're doing a fixed price menu or coming up shortly? Yeah, I've read, I've read in a couple of places online that there's a fixed lunch menu. And fixed it's price. Not, it's not on the Disney website yet. So this is just something that has been. Yeah, so definitely call and find out for sure before you make any changes or reservations. But the, uh, the, the details online were it's $35 per person. And that includes, you can either do a appetizer main dish or you can do a main dish and a dessert for your $35 and then there's a there's a limited number of items but it wasn't it didn't look like they were you know quote-unquote cheaping out or anything because you know it had swordfish and octopus and 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 wagyu beef and so it wasn't it wasn't like a it didn't look like it was it was a budgety kind of thing. No, I you know what it sounds like to me? Being that their main course options are from thirty five to sixty dollars. Hmm. That now for your thirty five dollars you can get the main course and still get either a dessert or an appetizer. Right. This way you're not you know, because who wants to spend fifty dollars minimum per person for lunch? Right. You know, you want to spend that fifty dollars on souvenirs. Oh, unless, sure. unless you're us, and then you do both. But well, the the one thing, my 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 biggest negative for Tiffins, and it really has nothing to do with the restaurant itself, is you know I don't like it when signature dining is buried in a park, because by the time because when we went there, we were both drenched in sweat because it was ninety degrees and eighty percent humidity, and it's like you know now all of a sudden I'm sitting down for a a nice meal, and it's like. But I'm I'm drenched in sweat, and you know my my hair's wet, and my hat's soaked, and it, it kind of, it's kind of it's a little different than the usual signature experience you would exp- expect. Yeah, but at least it is inside the park, so that when you do see people that are in shorts, and you know if they are in a tank top or whatever, it's acceptable. Versus people that go to the right. restaurants inside of the resorts when they've had time to change. Disney's become a little more lax. You know, they do have their dress codes for the restaurants, but because they know that time is valuable and people are going from park to park and they don't necessarily have time to go back to their resort before they go in for their dining reservation. So except for at Victorian Albert's, probably Citricos. 
I don't know. It's, I mean, it's... But other than those two, I, I think that they're, they've become much more lax, you know, even though they do have dress right. code. It's a little unfortunate, but... Well... It is what it is. I can see both sides. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't you don't want to tell people like, no, you made your plans for your vacation and in 180 days you were able to reserve dining and you opted to reserve with us. And now you got stuck because of Disney transportation or because you're fast pass or whatever the reason is. And now you're a little bit late to your dining reservation. And no, we're not going to let you in because you're wearing shorts. It's like I can totally understand why they would be a little more lax on that. Oh sure, and uh, you know, and at the end of the day, everybody is still on vacation, so it's not a. It's understandable at a place like Victorian Alberts because part of it is that dressing up is part of the experience. So yes, I'd be upset if someone showed up in shorts at Victorian Alberts. Well, I don't. I I'm pretty sure they don't let you in at all. Yeah, not at Victorian Alberts, but at the other locations. Yeah, I they think, do have dress codes, but they're usually lenient. Yeah, I you know, and it's not it's not. It's not so bad that it's like bathing suits and, and, you know, bathing suit cover-ups and stuff. They won't let you in, but you can still be in there in shorts and a t-shirt, which is... But then, you know, at Tiffin's, no, very rarely you're going to see people that are actually dressed up in any way. Right, know. because they're in the park and they right. opted to do the dining. But it's really enjoyable, and if you get a chance to check it out, definitely re- would recommend it, because we enjoy food. A little I, too much. That's yeah. We're not small. No. That's why we do. That's why we do podcasts and not you know YouTube videos. There you go. We're not small, so yeah. But we do enjoy our food, so it's a great segue into the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Yeah, another one that we we enjoy very much, yeah. and it's funny because in the earlier days we kind of avoided it. Why? I don't remember. Neither uh, do I. I think it was. Well, I, I think part of it was. You know, it was the, uh, why do I want to spend so much money on such a little piece of food and it's crowded and yeah. all that other stuff. But then finally one day, I think we, we always, we always walked around it, but we never really stopped to, to enjoy it. Yeah. There were a few times that we went there. So we were quote there and quote at the festival, but we didn't purchase any of the food items that right. they had to offer. So the... The Food and Wine Festival this year in 2018, it's going to be from August 30th to November 12th at Epcot World Showcase. It's one of the three main festivals at Epcot, the Food and Wine Festival, which they do in the fall, the Flower and Garden they do in the spring, and now they added the Festival of the Arts in the winter, like in January, February. It's a little bit shorter than Food and Wine and Flower and Garden. Right. I think they did it because... They wanted to kind of fill that gap. Well, I think so. I think it's always, um, you know, the Disney, Disney always says, you know, that they want to have whatever a 90 or, you know, 80 to 90% uh, take rate on their hotels. So where are the slowest periods of time? And, and that January, February was always a really, really slow time. Well, it, it always Which cracks was, me up when people are like, oh, go at this time. It's so slow. Oh, go at this time. It's so slow. And it's like, yeah, th- you, you just have not, to get lucky. We have to get lucky. And then, you know, like right now the, with the economy doing fairly well, not just here, and then, but it's also, you know, other places in the world, because obviously there's lots of people that from outside of the world, outside of the country that, that visit. But and then uh, when, you know, when we, we used to go in the in those early days in the 2000s. 
you know, right after the, the housing boom and all that. I mean, you could be, you know, in the middle of January, you could be standing on Main Street at 10 o'clock in the morning or even noon, and yeah, you could count the number of people, other tourists on one hand. And it's like, those were great, great because on the one hand, because, you know, you, we never waited in line for anything. Right. I mean, but we could literally walk out, out the exit right back onto a ride, but... For Disney, that's not really that good. It's not like that anymore, though. No, no. no they, so they had the Food and Wine Festival. They've added the Festival of the Arts in, to kind of fill the gap. And then right after that, they go into Flower and Garden. And mm. they're all great festivals in their own right. But we kind of, we like the Food and Wine Festival because we got married at the end of September. And Food and Wine usually falls right on our anniversary. Sure. In fact, they used to start food and wine about a month later. It used to be a little bit shorter. Uh, it used to, I think it used to be and, quite a bit shorter. Yeah, I, I think, think it was, it was about only, four weeks shorter. Yeah, probably, give or take. Yeah, and yeah. now because of the popularity, they've expanded it so that more people can experience it. Sure. And they've added all these great, they have these great opportunities. You go to Epcot, you pay your regular admission, and you get into food and wine. It's included with your admission. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to try some of the food, they're few and far between. You might be able to find a few areas where you could t- taste something without cost. They might have a sampling area, but it's not. That's not really what the food and wine is about. It's, right. They have different areas you can go to and purchase different foods from different countries. Things that they don't have out all year long. Well, they they have a lot more countries than what they normally would. Right, so. because they put up like temporary stations for right. for these countries, so you can try all different kind of food. And I don't think we grabbed the number of stations, but there's there'll be call it a couple dozen stations around Epcot, maybe more, maybe a little less. Well, how many countries are in Epcot? Uh, well, start with Mexico. <laughs> Mexico, Norway, China, the African outposts, uh, Germany, Italy, USA, Japan, Morocco, France, England. So that's 11. Canada. 12. And that's it. So there's currently 12 countries. (laughs) If we counted right. (laughs) There's our disclaimer, if we counted right. 12 countries in Epcot. So now, basically, it gets about doubled. Uh, because in between prob- each country, they put well, Each one. country might have extra things. St- you know, Right, yeah, extra, Germ- extra Germany is out. a good example. Germany right. puts out... A l- well, they put out a couple because they'll put out... They'll put out... They'll have their beer garden, which is very popular. And then they'll also have, have another one that has more bratwursts, more hot dogs... Well, German hot dogs. Right. And then, you know, it's a kind of a mix between stuff that's not in the restaurant and a couple of things that are in the restaurant. Right. Canada is the same way, right? They, they have, uh, you can get a, a small cup of the cheddar cheddar bacon soup or uh, a plate with the, the filet mignon in the, in the mushroom whatever sauce, which are, which are two of the most popular dishes at, at the restaurant. So, but then you also have, you know, there'll, there'll be a South Korean booth which has something totally different. Right, and there's no South Korea inside of Epcot. Correct. So you You can experience that. But yeah, you're right, because like China, you know, you could always eat at the sit-down Chinese restaurant or the quick service 
Chinese restaurant inside of China, inside of Epcot. However, they do open up that kiosk for right for the festivals where I I don't want I don't know if it's the food and wine or the flower and garden where they have the frushi, the sushi made of fruit. Oh uh, yeah, is that, that was, it? That's that not was, in China. That's Japan. Yeah, that was in Japan last but time. But in, in China, I know I've had. Uh, the strawberries they were like sugar coated strawberries right. it was it was kind of like a candy apple yeah but a candy strawberry that, that, that's what it was called candied strawberries they were really good yeah well but they know. don't have those all year long they just had them at the festival cover cover strawberry and sugar and <laughs> imagine what happens cover most things in sugar yeah it's pretty yeah. good it was and of course a lot of people do like to go to the festival to drink around the world mm. you see a lot of shirts drinking around the world sure and not, usually, given it's still summer out, they usually only make it about a quarter of the way before they're... Well, no, it's not still summer out. It is fall. It's just really hot because it's Florida. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's still summer. Well, you know, to, to them, it's still summer. Yeah, it feels it does, like summer. It feels. It does feel like summer. It's, you know, of course, we have been to Disney when it's been in the 30s and 40s, and we're like, why? Yep. Why? I have a picture of icicles hanging off the Muppets in front of the... Muppet uh, attraction at Muppets 3D MGM Hollywood Studios. <laughs> Gonzo's yeah, nose. It's, it's been we've been there when it's cold and frost warnings. Very cold. And we've been there when it's 100 plus <laughs> degrees and 100 percent humidity and people are dropping like flies. We went when it was really cold, and our moms came to spend a night and hang yep. out with us. And we like to try new things. So on this particular trip, it was like, oh, they have a, a horse carriage ride inside of Fort Wilderness. Let's right. do that in 30 degree weather. Yeah. Well, we didn't know it was going to be 30 degrees when we booked it. Well, yeah, well, that's that's the downside to booking so far in advance. At least they had blankets. So, yeah, they gave it. They did have blankets for us to use. Uh, they do have the Eat to the Beat concert series. Yep. They have an Eat to the Beat dinner package. They do. At most of the restaurants? Most of the sit-down restaurants. We haven't tried that yet. Which? The Eat to the Beat. Well, we've seen a few of the bands over the years because yeah. of the, uh, either from D23 or, you know, we've been up there normally. And uh, I think we've only once sat down and watched a band. We watched with friends that we met through D23, which, if you are not familiar, right. is the official fan club for Disney. Disney. Yeah. You can become a D23 member on shopdisney.com. Right. You can get a free membership or you can get a paid membership. Paid memberships, they have some that include a magazine, different benefits to being in D23. But they have some events. They tend to have more in California than in Florida because right. they're headquartered out of California. So I think it's a little bit easier for them to plan them. Well, it's it's uh, it's d23.com you can go to as well, right. and then from there you can get you can sign up. But it's it's run by the archivist or the archive division right. of, of Disney, so but it no, runs out of California. We did sip and stroll. Yeah, they, that was a d23 event. It was sip and stroll at the food and wine festival. So right. we did. Uh, we've done a couple of sip and strolls. So oh yeah, yeah. Um, but they were they were a few years back. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was that was one of the times that we did sit down to eat. Mm -hmm. Eat to the Beat concert series, right. and they were like, "Hey, you know, I don't. Do you remember the name of the band? I just remember we didn't recognize that it. it was like a band, and it was like, huh? And then we're sitting there, and the music starts. It's like, right. I know this. Right. Next song plays. I know this. Next song plays. Oh yeah, I know this one too. It was like really funny that we weren't 
all that familiar with who they were by the band name, but right. we were familiar with almost all of their songs. Oh yeah, yeah. So that it was really enjoyable. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're an adult, uh, you know, probably in your early mid thirties or older, you'll recognize almost all the music that gets played because it's all, you know, it's a good a good chunk of it's pop music from the eighties and nineties. So you will have rem- you'll you'll know it you'll. And you don't have to do the eat to the beat dinner package. You can just no. go wait and get seating in that outside arena area to listen to the music. Well, that that's that's the nice thing with Eat to the Beat is you can basically stand anywhere in the American Pavilion and, and hear the, the music, obviously. Right. Uh, if you want to actually sit and watch the band, then that's where Eat to the Beat dinner package is nice because you can go eat at one of the restaurants. There, There is a minimum that you have to purchase at any restaurant. And, and I don't think you're able to use your discounts anymore. When you do, it seems uh, that I when you know. do those packages nowadays, they're, it's like one or the other. You can either use a discount or you can get the package. I, right. I know. I Well, we did it once for for Candlelight, and it was, uh, we. I think we almost had, I think we had to order like an appetizer and a main dish or a main dish and a dessert and a dr- and, and some sort of drink, obviously. Basically, it was it was something like you had to spend over a certain amount of money, so that's probably going to vary by restaurant. So, in a right. more expensive restaurant, you might only just need but to get a main dish. That but. was about three years ago, I want to say two, yeah. two, three years ago that they did it that way. So it might have changed since then. Uh, it, yeah, it might have, but uh, you know, it's, you're not going to be able to just go in there and order a cup of coffee and then get reserved seating because right. that's the the benefit is you get a reserved right. section but you don't, for you but like you just said you don't even need the reserved seating because you can hear the music right. in that area so there are a lot of good places to just go there and enjoy the music without having to worry that you have to get there early to get a seat right they have the festival center which is probably my favorite part of the festival well there's shopping there so exactly of course isn't that why we go to disney well, it's a, and it's where you get all the special shopping type stuff. The limited edition stuff is almost always there. The Typically. pin sets. Pass holder um, merchandise. Pass holder merchandise. Though at the, I want to say at the last festival, it was a little more spread out. Uh, we got pass holder shirts when we were going down the pathway right. between Future World and World Showcase. Yeah, yeah the, it's, a, it's always been kind of a mix, but all of it will be at the festival center. But some like sometimes we'll see some of the shirts, but not all of them, or some of the, you know, like when they do, or when they release pe- purses. Sometimes you'll see a bigger bag, but not the smaller bag, or or vice versa, or you know maybe they won't have a magic band somewhere. But so it basically, also, it's always there. It also depends on the festival, correct? Because some festivals they'll only have the festival center open on the weekends, right? Or not at, even not at all, like the. We just we did uh, which one did we do recently? Oh, I think it was Festival of the Art the the Art Festival where they didn't have a festival center this year. But that was only, that's the second year of the festival. We're sitting right. here at the table and my mug display is right here and I have the Epcot International Festival of the Arts inaugural 2017 mug right right in front of me. So 2017 was the first year. Very happy it came back in 2018. Yep. Anticipate it coming back again and again. But do you remember? Was it? It was still called the Festival of the Arts when it was at Disney Springs. But actually, it was at downtown, downtown Disney. Disney. It wasn't Disney Springs at the time. Prior to and Pleasure Island. Yeah, prior to the changeover from Pleasure right. Island and downtown Disney, 
there was a festival and the chalk art, which is, you know, my favorite part of the art festival. Mm -hmm. Then came the expansion of Disney Springs and everything. Right. The festival kind of disappeared and we were upset because we enjoy artwork. If you look at our house, the only thing on our walls are either pictures from our wedding Mm-hmm. Or Disney pictures. That's it. Yep. All of our artwork is Disney. I just, I can't bring myself to buy any other artwork because everything's Disney. Right. Save a little bit of money, maybe. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. But either way. So I was upset that the festival kind of disappeared for a year or two, but very happy when it came back in this form right. at Epcot. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to see what they do this year with that. But I am looking forward to the Food and Wine Festival with all the events that they have and did you see the sunday brunch with the chef i didn't see that one yet yeah it's two hours long 129 per guest plus of course park admission and each weekend that they offer it there's a different chef and some some of the chefs that they're having are richard blaze if i'm pronouncing that properly Mm -hmm. jamie dean tiffany Thiessen. i don't think of her as a chef isn't she the one from baywatch and uh the show with screech uh, yeah, 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 Saved by I, the Bell. I, I didn't even know that she was a chef. Yeah, me either. Uh, Buddy Velastro, Art Smith. Art yeah. Smith has the restaurant in Disney Springs. Right. So does um, Morimoto. Oh, yeah, right, Morimoto Asia. Yep. So, and they have a few others that are going to be there, so you can do the Sunday brunch with the chef event Right. if it's not sold out already. Right. I'm sure that, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Art Smith and Morimoto They'll, they'll probably go first. Out. And then, obviously, the the more, you know, like Tiffany Theason probably would sell out sooner just from people, general fandom people. Yeah, people knowing her name. And then, her. you know, the more famous the person is, the more likely they're going to sell out first. But it's actually, it's a good, uh, in the Festival Center, there's also a bunch of other things besides the shopping. Is They also do wine seminars and cooking seminars and... Free chocolate free chocolate <laughs> there's a, there's a giardelli shop in the right. back of the festival center and, and they, they hand out the samples they hand out samples of chocolate there what's also really neat is every every festival within the past few years that mm-hmm. we've gone to you know and gone inside the festival center they've had the chocolate displays oh the artwork yeah, yeah beautiful just beautiful right. artwork made out of chocolate right so I have some good pictures of those. Those are really neat to look at. I mean, there's a lot of things that you go to the the Food and Wine Festival or to any of the other festivals that we kind of mentioned mm-hmm. sporadically. And you go to these events and then you find things that you may or may not have anticipated seeing. Right. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's a Food and Wine Festival, but who would have thought that they're going to have chocolate art? Right. Really, really creative stuff. Oh, yeah. That's and then uh, the the other big thing for for all the wine drinkers and and other well they don't have too much other booze but there's they actually have a quite an, an impressive uh, wine selection. Cellar. <laughs> it's, well, a, it's, it's a wine cellar. It's just not in the cellar. Pretty much, but uh, all, almost all the specialty wines that you find throughout the the food and wine uh, festival is available to buy, so you can buy it and then. You can have it delivered to the front of the park or carry well, it around. No, or you can't carry it around. You have to have it delivered to the front of the park. Because that's right. It's, it, they don't let, if I'm correct, they don't let you walk around the park with alcohol and glass. I think it's the glass. Yeah. Uh, is the, is the big you can thing. walk around with alcohol because they're right. selling all the alcohol at the different pavilions. But right. But th- you can't 
walk around with the glass of the alcohol. So they'll, right. but they'll gladly bring it to the front of the park for you. That's right. For no fee. Right, and right. I, I didn't read anywhere if they were for pass holders, what they may or may not be doing. In the, in the past, they've done like buttons or patches or ma pr magnets yeah. have been very popular since yeah. last Christmas. You know, they had the, right. the Mickey magnet, the mini magnet, Donald Duck magnet, which I believe in we're in July. Right. I believe they're still giving those out at Epcot. Well, that's a, that's a downgrade. I think they misunder underestimated the popularity of handing out because the one year we went, they were handing out glasses like champagne flutes. Yeah, the things have become quite popular. Yeah. The, the pass holder giveaways. Those are, you have to be a pass holder. Mo depending on the item, sometimes they will scan your band so that they can track it, so that Correct. they can limit it to one person. But at the, it was either the art festival or the flower and garden, one of the two festivals, they had the, the bell from Beauty and the Beasts right. lithograph. Mm -hmm. And that, they just looked at our ID. Right. So you still had to take out your pass and you had to take out your ID to prove that you were a pass holder. But they did not limit the number. Right. You know, they didn't record how many. No, I, I'm sure there's a dollar amount on it where they care or don't care. Right. Because if it, you know, if they're not scanning anything, you could literally just keep going around in line or, you know, maybe uh, mm -hmm. put on a bright smile and say, can I have an extra one, please? But hopefully people don't do that. So when people like us go up there for one weekend a month right. or one chance to get the item, you know, it'd be very frustrating if they're not available because people have been using and abusing the system. Well, yeah. Uh, but uh, that I think happens I, I with think, everything. Well, yeah. <laughs> Look on eBay. Yes. No comment. No. It is what it is. What are you going to do? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm grateful that they do have the added benefits for pass holders. Right. They do have. I don't. I don't know if they really have any pass holder events at this festival, like pass holder exclusive. I mean, they at previous festivals they've had pass holder exclusive Dooney purses, for example. Right. Where right. you know, or other pass holder exclusive merchandise where you have to show your pass in order to purchase the well i mean they always have pins and shirts oh right they have um, pass holder or yeah pass holder exclusive pins and pass holder exclusive coins yeah they do the coins They've done a lot of coins often there's a shirt sometimes there's a magic band sometimes not it's kind of i haven't quite seen a pattern in how they figure some of the things out because sometimes like you said sometimes one time there was a purse and then most of the time there wasn't that, um, that is something newer. Right. And, of course, I'm very familiar with it being that I do have a collection of Disney Dooney purses. Right. So I am in, as I mentioned earlier, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups, sure. mostly for, the per I mean, all for Disney. Right. But I'm in Disney cruising groups. I'm in Disney purse groups. Right. Disney sneaker groups. I mean, that's, but the the majority of the groups that I'm in are Disney purses. So sure. I'm familiar with the... Uh, merchandise that comes out for the you know the different purses and the different styles that come out right and unfortunately there's a lot of them yeah it's like fortunately unfortunately well fortunately lately you haven't liked all the patterns so yeah i like when i don't like the patterns it's actually a good thing well maybe no it's it is a good thing it then saves you can, a little then bit you have money. to find something else to feed your habit so like an injection yeah shopping feed me shopping exactly next thing you know you'll be buying alex and ani oh I, wait too late 
Hey, I got one for $10 at the outlet. Wow. That's the benefit of the outlet. It was, no, it was, Alex and Ani typically, I want to say they started about $25. Mm. Some of them, you know, 20, 25 to 35 is probably average price if I had to, had to say. Right. I mean, I might be a little bit off because that's not my purchase of choice necessarily. So I'm not as familiar with the pricing on that. But for argument's sake, we'll say they, they start around $25. So they had some at the outlet for a few weeks or a couple months now and they were $18 each and I did buy two at $18 but I didn't buy the majority of them that they had there because I just didn't care for them Right. at $18 I was like mm. I mean it's a great price and if you like Alex and Ani it's fantastic but I waited and then when I happened to be there recently I found I was there on a sale day and they were like oh yeah it's $10 I said for $10 right. I'll buy one more but if it hadn't been $10 I don't think I would have purchased it Sure. So I do. I do have a collection of Alex and Ani as well. <laughs> so, but then again, we have a lot of collections, and you shouldn't laugh because you buy me a lot of it. I plead the fifth. Yeah, that means yes, I do. I plead the fifth on that as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's see. We covered Coronado Car- Springs. Yep. Your favorite resort. One of my favorite resorts. Okay, it probably is my favorite resort, but I don't like picking favorites. Well, but, you know, next week I might have another favorite, so it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing about favorites. You don't have to, they're not, you know, set in stone. Sure. You can, you can change them. But, no, definitely a great resort, especially for adults, even for kids. But, you know, for adults, it tends to be a quieter resort. We talked about Tiffin's Restaurant in Animal Kingdom. Yep. Excellent Enjoyed food. that. Hopefully we'll be going back there sooner rather than later. And the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Well, at least a, a preview of it. Right. Maybe we'll hit it again in the, in the middle of it. No, we'll yeah. hit it again at the beginning and the middle and the end. Well, Since it's starting at the end of August, we could probably get there that first weekend. Yeah, probably. Give or take. Probably. So thank you again for listening. Again, please subscribe. We love subscribers. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Very difficult to remember. Hope you can do it. Two grown-ups and a mouse. All of them, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or our website, Two Grownups and a Mouse, one big word, twogrownupsandamouse.com. Yep. I think you might be able to, might be able to find us. And feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions. We'd love to hear from you with any of them, questions, comments, suggestions, and you can do that on our social media or directly on the website. Yep. And that's it. I think so. So... Till the next one. Good night. Goodbye. Good morning. Good afternoon. No, just goodbye. Okay. Bye. Bye.